Hello, my name is Dan Jackson. And this is James B. And we are Localist Politics. Politics made simple for the common man. Or the common woman. Most definitely for the common woman also. And today is a perfect day to talk about that because we will be talking about abortion rights in Tennessee. Yeah, and the lack thereof. Uh, back in August, August 25th, uh, our Tennessee trigger law kicked into, into place which has basically removed the rights for a woman to choose in Tennessee. And a lot of Tennesseans did not know that because the thing about a trigger law is all it needed was something else to happen prior to it. So, for example, it needed Roe and Wade to be struck down or it needed another adjustment made to Roe and Wade. And the moment that that was made, within 30 days, a law that Tennessee already had written when Roe and Wade was on the books went into effect, which made abortions illegal and a class C felony in the state of Tennessee. Yeah, it's uh, it's really sad and ridiculous. Uh, the law was this trigger law was not put into effect until 2019. So basically, uh, the jokers that are uh, that are state legislatures leaders right now are the ones that did this. Um, and it, it's it's very unfortunate because women it, it's like taking women back to the dark ages. Uh, and, and taking away a very fundamental right to have the domain over their own body. Hands made tail. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's taking people back and what men have to get up and stand up and fight for this also because what you got to look at is that they took away a right that had been on the books for over 50 years, right? And if they can take away a woman's right to tell what's good with her body, what makes you think that you're not next? What about if they decide to settle on you who you can marry, who you can love? Hmm. You never thought about that, but it all starts with the God-given rights that each person is actually given. If all these guys in Washington, D.C. and in Nashville can just, uh, with, a, with a signing of a pen, can take away rights from you today about this issue, or can take the rights away from 50% of the population of the state of Tennessee, August 25th, which is what they did, then, then they can certainly do anything else they want to serve their own selves serve their own selves. And if you've been following the news, Justice Thomas already said that the next thing on his agenda is gay rights. What's the next thing that's on here? So if you think about this, it may start off with telling a woman that she can and she has to have a baby. And the next thing that they're telling you is that the person that you love, the person who you think is your soulmate, that's not happening over here no more because you might be homosexual. And I think it's unfair for the government to come into your own personal life and tell you what to do. Yeah, it's a systemic breakdown uh, of what we've accomplished over the last 10 or 15 years, or 20 or 30 or 50 years with Roe v. Wade. Uh, I mean, the idea that you just you, you lose your rights is ridiculous. Uh, I mean, it's so many times, uh, you know, so many times you look at these situations, these white males are never losing their rights. There's, yeah. there's, never, there's never any of their rights. Last time they lost their rights was prohibition. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. That's the last time. And, and they fixed that. That didn't work too well. <laughs> and for the idea that we would we'd do that to women is just ridiculous on so many levels. And obviously you and I can't really speak to the, uh, the pain and the, uh, the emotion that a woman feels. But I certainly can look at it from the perspective of the lies that are told uh, mm -hmm. to these young women and the, uh, especially on a local level, you, there's organizations that that will pressure uh, 
uh, a young woman into having a baby, and she may not necessarily can afford it. Mm-hmm. She may not necessarily be in the mental have the mental capacity uh, to be going forward with it. It could be an instance of rape or mm-hmm. incest, and this trigger law it says, "Hey, you know, no that's there's no exception. There's no exception, and that's where I have my biggest problem with the bill. Uh, the way that the bill is set up, and the tricky part." about the bill is that the woman who's actually pregnant, did you know that she's not the one who would get charged with the felony? But the, the doctor. doctor. Exactly. But the doctor who performed the procedure. So what some Republicans will say is that, oh, we're not taking away women's rights. We're trying to protect life. We're pro-life. We're trying to stop these doctors from killing babies. But then what they're not seeing is this. If a woman can't go to a safe location and have an abortion, that doesn't mean she's exactly. not going to have an abortion. Exactly. You know, when I was growing up, we used to hear stories about women using coat hangers. Back alley situations. Situation. You, you didn't, you know, what, why, why do we continually do that to our people who are on the margins of our society? Why do we want to continue to push them further, you know, over those margins and, uh, and cause them this kind of trouble? And mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's just a horrible way to be a uh, you know first world country and treat your people in in such a manner. It just don't sound too much first world to me. No, if you're first doesn't. world to me, I think we should be leading. We should be setting the standard. We should most definitely shouldn't be going backwards. And we haven't even talked about the financial problems that this could cause, Dan. You know how much it costs to to raise a you know, raise a child in America. The financial cost is estimated somewhere around three hundred thousand dollars. Raise a child from from birth to age seventeen years old. Could you imagine that three hundred thousand? And you, so the financial aspect of it. I mean, you you've got this this girl. I don't understand how these people uh, can can take this this child and tell them they must have a child mm-hmm. because uh, you know that's and leave it in God's hands. I just I don't think that that is a <laughs> I don't think that is a legitimate thing. I mean, you can't go to the bank mm-hmm. and get a home loan. Let's say you got a $300,000 house you want to buy. Mm-hmm. You can't go to your banker and say, yeah, I'm 15 years old, but I'd like to buy this $300,000 house, and I thought I'd just leave it in God's hands. Yeah, yeah I don't you know? have a down payment. Don't have yeah, a I don't job. really have a job. But I, don't, you know. I don't have any of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, I mean, what are they, why, why do they want to force this person? And they said, well, you know, I'll tell you what, we've got a, we've got a thrift shop you can mm-hmm. come to. You can come to our thrift shop. Thrift shop? Yeah. I mean, she's got to feed, they have to feed the child. Mm-hmm. They have to clothe the child. Uh, they have to watch the child. I mean, you know, it's not a cat. Right. You can't have a baby and uh, just go to work or go wherever, mm-hmm. uh, go out on a date and leave the cat at home or leave the child at home. Exactly. You leave the cat at home. But but they, but they said that they're pro-life. They, they want you to have this baby, but once you have this baby, we're not going to give you any assistance to help you take care of this child. Yeah. Right? If you yeah. think about it, Republicans are the ones who fight against child care. This, Republicans treat women... Just like they would, like they would treat a uh, a traffic cam ticket. Yeah, you know what? That's their deal. They would say you get a traffic cam ticket, and you go, "This isn't right. They shouldn't. They shouldn't have. I shouldn't have gotten this." They, mm-hmm. whatever your argument is for getting the traffic cam ticket, but the Republicans would say, "Well, you shouldn't have been speeding," <laughs> and that's what they say to the twelve-year-old yeah. girl, or a fourteen-year-old, or a sixteen, or an eighteen, or twenty-two. Well, 
you shouldn't have got pregnant. Unless it was them, you know, yeah. because let's talk about our friend Herschel Walker. Oh, man. Mr. Republican running for the Senate. I'm going to get rid of abortion. Abortion should be illegal. Anybody who commit abortion should be locked up. Oh, but I forgot to tell you, I already paid for one. Unbelievable. And then Hypocrisy. I said I didn't know who the woman was. Oh, but I forgot to tell you, we got another baby together. Unbelievable. Right? And you know what the Republicans said? They said, well, that's okay. He yeah. changed. He, <laughs> he, he found grace and now he's changed. Yeah. Yeah. But he's standing up saying that anybody who has an abortion should be penalized. And that's the problem with a lot of what the Republican policies are. They're for everybody else except for them. And that's why we have to unite about this situation. Don't look at it and say, well, I'm a man. I'm not worried about what's going on with women's rights because that's not going to affect me. Don't be a woman and say, well, I'm barren. I can't have children, so I don't care what's going on with that because you got to look at how all this stuff is connected, man. You know how we talked about the financial situation on it. It's also a situation about human rights. How can I tell you what to do with your body? In America, Tennessee, let me ask you, if you don't own your body, what do you own? If you can't control your body, what can you control? There, it's the, it just goes on and on with that. So you just go, just go down a, a, a deep well about our state legislators and how not only do they, exactly what you're talking about, the health care uh, of, of the child, the health care of the mother, they... They don't. They didn't expand Medicaid uh, when uh, Obamacare came to Tennessee, and so therefore, all of these people under a certain, um, at, at near or or around the poverty level, are, are do not get uh, Medicaid and Medicare insurance. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is all due to our legislature legislature in Tennessee not expanding it. They have expanded it in most other states, mm -hmm. but not here in the South. Right here. Right here in the South, they want to keep everybody down, and they want to keep everybody broke. You know, when I was growing up up north, we used to have a little joke. And now when I think about it, it's not really that funny. But they used to say down south, they just try to keep you barefoot and pregnant. So they can control you, so they can control your future. He's not worried about his wife going out, having her own career, having her own job, own her own business. Because you know why? Because I'm too lazy to do that. Because I decided to have a bum job. Because I decided to put myself in a dead situation. I'm going to keep my wife in a dead situation. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make sure you stay at home, cook my food, and clean the house. Because I'm going to keep you barefoot and pregnant. And we as a society, as Tennesseans, we got to demand more. We got to expect more for it. And let me ask you this. Would you allow it to happen to your mother? Would you allow it to happen to your daughter? I'm a man. But I have a six-year-old daughter. If, God forbid, my daughter was raped, molested, and she became pregnant, how do I force her to have that child? And I'm her father. So you explain to me how somebody who's not even related to her jump into it and say, oh, you're going to keep this baby. And it goes right back to what Dan was talking about earlier, the financial burden that it would put on a child turning around having another child. It's, it's a financial burden. It's a psychological burden. I mean, it, I mean, think of how many, the problems we have here in, in West Tennessee with uh, methamphetamines, mm -hmm. with, with other drugs. I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on. Do, do, does that girl really need... Another problem? Does she really... She needs to get out of that situation. Mm -hmm. She needs to be... We need to 
get her out, pull her out of that situation before we then put a teen pregnancy upon her. And does that child need to be born with an addiction to methamphetamine? Right. I mean, is this what we're doing? That, that's what we're doing. And, it, this and is, then we expect that child to get herself off of drugs, plus at the same time deal with a child, a baby, that was born with the conflicts that come from being a drug baby. Exactly. You know, but you know something else, Dan, that we kind of missing? Uh, it's not, don't have to necessarily be a teenager, right? Oh, absolutely not. What, what if not. you have a woman who's established, she's successful, right? She's a grown woman. She got her own job, got her own house, right? And some people say, well, if she got her own job, got her husband, then she could be able to take care of that child. But guess what? Her life is not set up or designed for a child. She was on a business trip and leaving the hotel, she got raped. There you now go. Now she got a child. And this woman has went all these years in her life because she knew, hey, parenting is not for me. I want to be about my business. I want to be about my future. But now, <laughs> a bunch of men are going to tell her that's out the window. That's just, it's completely ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, it, and if we don't as voters, if we don't as men, mm-hmm. I mean, I think if, if, if we can speak to anything here, me and you tonight, it says men, we need to stand up for the women that that. Not only that we know, but our neighbors are, are, and, and, and people around the state. And and do everything we can to vote these people out. Vote. And that's all that we can do right now. Because we can't hit this on the federal level against the Supreme Court. But we can do things like this. We can get rid of some of them politicians in Nashville that are supporting and pushing this. For example, Governor Bill Lee. For example, the legislature. That's there in Tennessee. But guess what? November 8th is election day. That's right. If you don't, if you think a woman got a right to control her own body, then you need to go out and vote on November 8th. If you want your mother to be protected, you need to go out and vote on November 8th. For guess what? A woman's right to control her own body. Look, me and James aren't saying that all of a sudden the state of Tennessee, deep south, is going to flip around and and go back to being a, a democratic state. But we have to show them that we care. We have to show them that it's important to us. And that's why when you vote for governor, you need to vote for Jason Martin. That's who you need to vote for. You need when you vote for your uh, when you vote for your uh, a U.S. House of Representatives instead of voting for Kustoff, you need to vote for vote blue. Vote Lynette Williams. See? See, that's what I'm talking about. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> I didn't know that. I need to know that. You need to know that. We need to know who our representatives are, and more importantly, we need to know how they really feel. Because when somebody lives outside of Tennessee, the way that they judge us is they look at our representation. And they say, well, these are the type of bills that these people are putting out. Then that's how Tennesseans feel. And, you know, when you get out and you talk to people, whether they're old, whether they're young, whether they're rich or whether they're poor, Everybody thinks that they control they self. And if you think that you are in control of yourself, then you got to let the woman next to you be in control of herself also. Right? It's nothing wrong with women being successful, being part of the economy, being part of uh, education, being out there with you on the line. If you work in a factory, it's nothing wrong with that. If women are stronger, then we are stronger. Because, look, in the community that I come from, even though I'm a male, most of us are raised by women. James, I'm going to tell you something. If, if 
all of a sudden, you, the situation you're talking about where these unwanted pregnancies uh, for women who were already in the workforce, if that became a thing, uh, you know, looking at it from a financial standpoint, look, businesses, hey, they're, uh, they got to give uh, maternity leave to these mm-hmm. people. They, and they've got to look at losing an employee for a potentially, you know, a long period of time. Maybe, maybe that employee decides they no longer want to work. Right. You really need to think about it. all these all these people in the middle of the road here in rural Tennessee. All of them are always saying this. Well, I socially, I'm a Democrat, <laughs> yeah. but I've always been a conservative in my finances and mm-hmm. in financially. Well, I'm gonna tell you, that goes both ways. And there's always there's always a financial side of allowing the poverty to just expand and expand and expand. And poverty affects. Everyone, all right? Because let me ask you this. Where do you think the funding come from for WIC? Where do you think the funding come from for all these different programs they put out, uh, such as EBTs and food stamps? We pay for that, all right? You you don't want to pay for that? You, you tired of spending your money? You want those people say, oh, I'm not going to pay for that? Then guess what? Stop forcing them to have babies. Yeah, it's just, it's complete, it's, it just is going to exacerbate that problem more. I mean, I mean, we, you know, it's kind of it's a little cold that we're talking about it. I feel, I, I do feel uh, responsible. I wish we had, you know, uh, or plan to have a, a, a woman's uh, voice on this tonight. But it, it's just so many practical reasons from our perspective. Not only uh, the emotional and spiritual and you know physical aspect of it from a, a woman's perspective, but it, it, it there's not a there's not a reason there's not a rational reason. Uh, for supporting uh, the actions of, of uh, the Supreme Court and our local leg- and our state legislature, we've, we've got to show them that we're vote that we're voting against mm-hmm. that and that we care about yeah. and, and the women in our lives. To know that you care and hear me out, because I've been out there and done it. Protesting is fine. Marching is fine. Making nice little signs that's fine and that's cute. But guess what? That don't change nothing if you don't get out and vote. The vote is what they care about. When they see a crowd of people out there and they see that y'all just marching, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to call us out, young African-Americans, they see you out there being loud, you got your signs, you're making your TikToks, but they know what they say. They're not going to show up on November 8th. I don't have to change. I don't have to stop what I'm doing because guess what? They're not going to vote. Why? Because if you look at the numbers, Democrats do not vote in off election seasons where the presidency is not on the ballot. But guess what? That's where Republicans win all these local offices at. So if you want to get involved and you don't want a high bill and you want things to go back and you think your mama count, then you got to get out and vote. The vote is the loudest thing and it is the best weapon that we have to get government and legislative change. I really feel like James... On a, the local level is where we, is where this all has to yeah. start. Yeah. The rural local level, uh, the Republicans have have really been insidious in how they have um, just kind of creeped into every aspect of of people's lives. Uh, even I mean, even to the point of um, gerrymandering. You know, where mm-hmm. the, where the state legislature. Uh, you know, moves the districts around to where you know if you're a person of color, you don't have a chance of 
of uh, electing someone because well, it's, they did it to uh, they did it to the 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 uh, it wasn't good enough that they had a huge majority, but they went ahead and and squeezed out the few. Uh, yeah. Democrat <laughs> senators that were in Nashville, they completely mm-hmm. just uh, squeezed them out. Completely. Nashville and Memphis. Yeah. They did the same yeah. thing and, in uh, Memphis. And they, I mean, they did this with these ridiculous, with these ridiculous um, uh, districts now that that look like a snake. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much indicative of, of, how, of how Republicans have ran things. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and that's not the case in all states, mm-hmm. you know, that, because that's the first thing. This is what I had a Republican tell me a couple of years ago when I said, look, that's not right, what you guys are talking about doing. And he said, well, that's what the Democrats would have done if mm-hmm. they were in power. And, you know, it's not nece- that's not necessarily the case mm-hmm. because in, your, in other states, right. in Ohio, <laughs> in, uh, in, um, in Massachusetts, in, in, in the northern states, they have independent bodies that decide where the districts should mm-hmm. be. That makes sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If if you're going to keep it fair. That have county (laughs) boundaries, not split like ours is currently. And, and this is, this is the kind of common sense we need in the South, but it's not what we have. Mm -hmm. We got the good old boy network working down here in the South. And that's a very good example of it. Yeah. And that's what, that's how this trigger law got put into effect back in October of 2019. And a lot of us never knew it. Yeah. Yeah, ne- never knew it. But let me touch on something real quick, Dan, because you know the name of our show is Local Is Politics. And Dan was talking about the gerrymandering. You know, there's been some gerrymandering going on right here in Henry County, oh, in yeah. Paris. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, for a lot of people who do not know, and we're just going to talk some facts, you know, you could pull out your paper and check me out. Uh, District 4, for example, uh, here in Paris and Henry County, um, it's the leading Democratic ca- uh, district in our, in our county. Um, and even with that said, we still did not have a lot of representation here in Paris and Henry County. But what they did <laughs> when they had a chance to redraw the maps here in Henry County, they took 2,000, I believe it was, uh, voters from out by the lake. And guess what they did? They moved them into District 4. Into District 4, which did what? That that Democratic stronghold, guess what it just did? It just got watered down because you just put in 2,000 Republicans in that district. All right, give me an idea on okay. District District 4. Where District where, 4. Where, what, is, what did that, uh, what's some landmarks? Uh, district 4 would kind of be West Paris. Uh, some of the things that would be in uh, District 4 would be uh, Grove School, uh, Central. So you're telling school. me that you got your Grove School area. Mm-hmm. Has people Tell from the lake gerrymandering? Voting. Tell me about it. <laughs> that is insane. 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 But what it is is, you know, when they expand the map, they can uh, grow in any direction that they chose. So what they did was out by the lake. Guess what? It's a Republican stronghold. So what they said was, okay, this little noise that y'all making over there in District 4, that that little bit of confidence you guys got, well, we're going to stamp that out because we're going to just move some more of our people into that but guess what <laughs> nobody changed their address nobody actually moved they just expanded the map and now this is the part that's hard to deal with yeah this is what this is what gets me it was legal yeah because of the way that things are written up and because democrats don't come out because and vote and here the the law behind that in Tennessee and in a lot of the southern states like well pretty much all the southern states is that whatever party takes over the state legislature, mm-hmm. that's the party 
across the state, even on a local level, that gets to redraw or draw up their uh, election district lines right. based on the last census. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's how this happened, or that's that the deal happen. with this. Now, and but I, as I said earlier, not all states do that. <laughs> Other states that are not in the deep South realized that's not exactly fair, mm-hmm. and we should allow independent uh, organizations to do that. Uh, so yeah, that is I didn't, I didn't know that about here locally, and that is just insanely yeah. ridiculous. And here's what this is what gets me. This is what gets me. We've got you've got these redneck. Well, that's probably the wrong word to say. Hmm. So we've got these folks that say stuff like, "I don't understand what you're talking about when you're talking about systemic racism. <laughs> I don't understand what you mean that it's systemic. This is the systemic." When you when your legislature makes rules that that you cannot change and you, you virtually have no ability to change unless you're part of the system, mm-hmm. and it's something in Tennessee. It's something that's very flawed in Tennessee and flawed across the South. It is, and I, and I want to say this: uh, some things we take for granted, um, and the way that a lot of people uh, kind of work out here. Is let's talk about Paris politics when they do these little shysty uh, things. What they do is they'll make one little news nugget in yeah. the newspaper, right? And, and the problem with that is society has changed. A lot of people are not walking to the store spending thirty-five cent picking up a newspaper to read. They get their news from online. They get their news from podcasts. They get their news from all these different ways. But if you go to any of those other ways to look at it, none of that information is there. Right. Okay. Exactly. Uh, so what we have to do, we, we can complain about it, but I'm real big on taking action. Okay, we see the misjustice that they're doing. We see the misconduct. We say it's unfair. We know that. But since we know that, until we can change that, hey, we got to meet them where they're at. So I'm going to encourage people, hey, read. Pick up the Post Paris, the Paris Post and Touch. Read it. Read it and see what's in there. You know, every meeting that's held here in Paris and Heron County is open to the public. Whether it's a city uh, hall meeting, whether it's a, a county commission meeting, whether it's the roll board, hey, spend some time and go to some of these meetings. See what they really talking about. A lot of times I think, Dan, us as Democrats, we play defense a lot. We wait till they do something. We wait for them to bust our head, and then we get upset. That's true. That's true. It. You know, but by that time, it's the law. Yeah. It, it, it's too late. We need to catch this thing when it first starts taking off so we can be right there in the mix of it also. And that's where we need to be with this abortion rights. Yeah, it, I hate to say it, but that's, that, that is where we do. I agree with you 100%. We're playing catch-up all the time. I mean, we are, we are the party of hope. We are the party of, uh, of, really, of love and understanding and reaching out to others. But yet we find ourselves getting beat by this other side that is just, is opposite of of what we want as a human being. As humans, and it's opposite of the numbers. Dan, did you know how many registered Democratic voters we have in Paris and Henry County? With a population of about around 30 plus thousand. On paper, do you know that almost 16,000 of those people are registered as Democrats? But they don't come out. Uh, did not know that. In vote, right? <laughs> In our last election, let's go back. In our 
August election, yes. I, I think it was our August election. Do you know out of that 30 some thousand, 2,500 people voted? 2,500 people voted. And out of that, Democrats, I'm going to call you out. Out of that, we was only 700. Hmm. Right? But we got on paper 16,000. I ain't the greatest in math. <laughs> but if the total was 30, yeah, and we exactly. got 16, yeah. don't that sound like we the majority? Then why are you letting the minority govern you? That's true. That's true. Uh, I, I guess a lot of that does go back to how things flipped, the kind of fake Democrats we had at one point. But I know out of that 16,000, there, there are people that still believe. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are people that that want to vote for a positive agenda and vote for people, not against people. For people. And, you know, I, I try to tell people this. The Republicans are working harder for a lie than we're willing to work for the truth. And how much sense does that make, right? I'm not saying that Democrats are perfect. The Democrats I don't like. <laughs> but when you come down to the nitty-gritty, when you get down to the meat and bone of the situation, we agree. We, we agree on it, right? So if you agree on it and you want a future for your kids, if you have a little girl, I know you got women in your family. Just think about what you would do and how you would feel if she was going to college and got mugged. God forbid. Now she pregnant. And you have to watch her whole future get thrown out the window because guess what? Some people who can't even have babies. They made a law that said that you got to have That's yours. right. Not just this November 8th. Every time, every time you go to vote, every time from now, whenever, you remember the party that enacted that. You, you remember the party that took away your rights, a woman's rights. Every time you go, don't give me this. I'm voting because he's a good businessman junk. <laughs> I want to hear that. He is taking away rights. I don't. If he's a Republican Party, you've got to be responsible. We all have to be individually responsible. And this is local. It's politics with Dan Jackson and James B.